Okay, hello everyone. Today we will be studying the Mishnayot for January 7th, the first two Mishnayos of the fifth chapter in Mesechet Brachot. The Mishnah says like this, A person should only pray, a person should not stand up to pray unless he has a COVID Rosh. COVID Rosh could either be translated literally, a heavy head. Now what does that mean to Davin with a heavy head? That means that one's physical form, when they are praying in front of Hashem, their head should be lowered, like sort of in a humble state. However, most understand that it's not necessarily referring to something physical. In other words, how your head should be placed uh, in terms of looking down. Rather, it's an attitude, the attitude of seriousness, the attitude that you are coming in with fear and trepidation as you speak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's what it means over here. Right? We know in the beginning of the Amidam, we say, Hashem Right? We say, Hashem, open up our mouth. Right? We're sort of uh, saying that, like Hashem, we're, we're so afraid to speak. You know, we're, we're, we're nervous about the words we're about to say. You know, we can't even open up our mouths. Hashem, give us the koach the strength to open up our mouth. That's what the Mishnah tells us. Again, there should be a seriousness in terms of how one begins their Amida. The Mishnah continues, The Chasidim Harishonim, the pious people. Here we have the term Chasidim. Chasidim in the Mishnah and Gemara generally refers to somebody who does more than what's required of them by the letter of the law. So they went above the letter of the law and they would sort of stay, they would meditate one hour before the prayer, before you know, one hour before the tefillah. In order that their heart is in the right place, that their heart is lemakam, is focused on hakadosh baruch uh, Which, you know, obviously most people don't come an hour early before prayer. Uh, so there's a couple ways to sort of uh, fulfill this ideal. Uh, number one is not to rush into minyan, not to rush into prayer, but rather be there a couple minutes early. And some even suggest that the psuke de zimra, at least that we say in the morning, is the fulfillment of this hour-long meditation before the prayer of the Amida. Again, whenever we talk about, you know, in our Mishnah, or the language of tefillah, it's referring to the Shmona Ezrei. The Mishnah continues, Even if a king greets you, lo yeshivenu, you should not respond, right? If you recall, we spoke about Kriyat Shema, that there are times in the Kriyat Shema where one speaks to you, you're allowed to respond. Here it says, even a king that asks, how are you doing? Uh, one is not allowed to respond. The commentaries say that if a non-Jewish king asks you, chances are he will not appreciate, and it might put yourself in danger if you do not respond. So the mission is referring to a Jewish king, a non-Jewish king, most likely... Uh, will be very insulted and perhaps might harm you if you do not respond. So you would be allowed to respond. The Mishnah continues, Even if a snake is uh, coiled you know, around one's heel, you should not interrupt your Again, we're not referring to a situation where this is a matter of life and death. Apparently this is a fun snake, not a dangerous snake. So one is not supposed to interrupt their Shemun Esrei. However, uh, one would be allowed to stand, in other words, move places. If you're just moving from one place to another, that would not be considered to be a major 
interruption. So what this mission is referring to is asking somebody else in the middle of Yishmael to say, hey, would you mind removing the snake? That's something that would not be allowed. Okay, so that's the end of the first mission. The second Mishnah says like this. The second Mishnah discusses uh, three uh, sort of phrases or mentions that take place in our Amidah uh, depending on the time of year. Like, for example, in the second bracha of the Amidah, we mention rain, right? Mashav haruach, umarid hageshem. That's not a asking of rain, that's a mentioning of rain. So the Mishnah says, that, so that's one haskara that the Mishnah discusses. Another a request, which is, again, something that's said periodically, right? It's not said the whole year, is the asking of rain. The asking of rain takes place also sort of in the middle of the winter, right? We just started saying it on December 5th. And then you have the mentioning of Havdalah on, in the Saturday night Arvit. So the Mishnah is going to discuss the correct placement of each of those phrases. So the Mishnah says like this, Mazgirin Givurot Geshamim. We mention the Givurot Geshamim, Givurot Geshamim, the power of the rain. In other words, we mention the praise of Hashem, that He brings the rain. Betchias Hamesim. In the second bracha of, again, that's referred to as Tchias Hamesim, the blessing that talks about the resurrection of the dead. Uh, because apparently, you know, because the Psukim referred to the resurrection of, of the dead as showing the strength of Hashem. So similarly, that is an appropriate place to mention rain. Okay, so again, that's not an asking of rain, that's mentioning rain. We begin to do that, of course, at the conclusion of the holiday of Sukkot. At which point in Shemona Esrei do we ask for rain? We ask for rain in the blessing of years. The blessing of years is the blessing that um, where we ask for sustenance from Hashem. So obviously asking for rain is related to sustenance, especially if you're living in an agricultural type society where everything begins with rain. Where do you mention the Havdalah? Right? We all know you say Havdalah on a cup of wine, but you also say the Havdalah in the Amidah, in the Shemarese. So where's the appropriate place to say this? Here we have three opinions. The first opinion says we say it in the Tefillah where we ask for knowledge, right? Where we talk about the fact that Hashem gives us knowledge. So what we're really asking is that um, God should also give us the knowledge or it's knowledge which allows us to understand the difference between the holy and the mundane, the, the, to understand the difference between Ben Kodesh Lachom. Therefore, Chonun Hadat, again, in that bracha, again, we say it in the middle of the, that blessing, that's where we say Havdalah. Kiva argues, Kiva says, Omrim bracha Kiva says that it actually gets its own blessing. It's not that it goes in the middle of Chonun Hadat, rather it goes uh, before Chonun Hadat. Rebbe Yezu says, Behodah, it goes in the blessing of thanksgiving, uh, because we're thanking Hashem for the ability to separate between holy and the mundane. So we go like the first opinion, or Havdalah is included in the bracha of Chonin Hadath. Now it should be mentioned, it should be pointed out that the first two, Mashavarach Mardageshem, and the asking of rain, where we say, Vitain Talumata Levracham, that's um, essential to the Yishmanas. If you forget to say those, you have to repeat the Amidah. Havdalah Bacharin Hadath, even if you forget to say the Havdalah, the paragraph which begins Atta Chonin, and then you say Atta Chonantanu, if you forget to say it, it's not essential. And your Amida still counts, and it's okay because you're, you're going to say Havdalah over a cup of wine on Saturday night. Okay, that concludes our study of Mishnayot for the day. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to study some Torah.